Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise God. Now, God bless you, members, partners, covenant friends, wherever you're streaming from in the United States or around the world. We welcome you to our Bible study. Give a shout out to... um, Pauline and Brian, I got your email. Uh, didn't have time to read it tonight, but thank you for the expansion of the kingdom of God there in Belize, Central America. Y'all guys are growing. I heard about it, so I congratulate you and your new building and the favor that God has given y'all and the six souls that got saved Sunday. Amen. We'll share it Sunday. Yeah, let's give God some praise for what God is doing all around the world. Amen. Well, I want to get right into the Word of God. That's what it's all about. This is Bible study, so we're here to study the Bible. So those of you that have your Bibles, open with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want to teach uh, from the subject, the faith stand. The faith stand. I love the subject of faith. The faith stand stand praise the lord hallelujah how to stand in faith do we have a title tonight i'm sure we do praise god the faith stand and uh we want to talk to you about how to stand in faith and how to you know i hear people use this phrase all the time i'm standing for my children have you ever heard that their salvation i'm standing for healing in my body i'm standing for a new job Well, you know, we talk about faith, but we want to talk about how do you, how do you really practically stand in faith? You know, uh, I'll go ahead and give you a clue. One thing is if you're going to have the faith stand, number one, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you know that? Romans 10, what? 17. So you can't have a faith stand without a word of God stand. So we need to learn, first of all, how to stand in faith because people say that, but it's more than just a term. I want to be very practical tonight, teach you how to release your faith, and then once your faith is released, how to stand until manifestation comes. You know, faith is called your servant. Jesus called it your servant in St. John's the 17th, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter 17. He talked about faith was a servant. He said uh, uh, that which of you having a servant shall tell him to eat first and not tell him to first go out into the field and work. And then once you have fed me, then I'll feed you. He was talking about faith because I asked him, Lord, and how uh, should we increase our faith? He said, you don't need to increase your faith, plant it. And then he began to teach about faith as a servant. And, I, you know, the just shall live by faith. It's a way of life. And, and even the subject of faith, we hear faith, faith, y'all have it, y'all are you. But there are people who practically don't know how to stand and apply it for day-to-day living. So I want to simplify that and call this the faith stand. Or if you wanted to make it a how-to service, it would be how to stand in faith. Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And let's look at verse 23. We're going to look at it from the King James, and we're going to look at it from the Amplified also. He said, moreover, I call God for a for record upon my soul that I spare you, 
to, that, that to spare you, I came not, not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but we are helpless of your joy, for by faith you stand. I want you to put this up in the, if we have it in the King James, I want to, uh, if we have it in the King James, if we don't, that's okay, save the Amplified. Moreover, I call God to record upon my soul that I spare you when I came to you unto correct. He says, not that we have dominion over your faith, but this is Paul saying, help us of your joy for by faith you stand. Leave that up there for a minute. For by faith you stand. So by faith you stand. How do we stand? How do we stand? Okay, where does faith come from? Faith comes from the word of God. So by the word of God, we stand. You got to, in order to make a faith stand, you got to know the word of God. You got to know what God said. If someone said, I'm just standing for Pastor Diggs to pay my rent. You better find out if Pastor Diggs said he was going to pay your rent unless you, you, you standing on shaky ground, bro. Hi, you standing on, you don't know what I said. I just believe he's going to pay my rent. Well, did he say it? No. Well, that's, you're making the wrong stand. So in order to make a faith stand, you need to know what God said in his word. I know that sounds simple, but you'll be surprised how many people, and I've seen it. I'm just, I'm just standing, praise God, believing God for my healing. And I'll say, well, what scripture are you standing on? Well, I don't know, you know, just all of them. No, that ain't good enough. What you mean all of them? You ain't, if you, all of them mean none because you didn't say, you don't know what you're standing on. So when adversity, pain, symptoms come, you don't know what to go back to because you don't know what God said about you. I'm just standing for my children's salvation. Well, what scripture are you standing on? Well, you know, God just, you know, I'm just standing. No, 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 that ain't good enough. You've got to know specifically what God says because faith come by hearing what God says to you so that when your children's actions are opposite of what you're believing, you can go back to what God says. Now, notice Paul said, I don't have dominion over your faith. I don't have dominion over your faith. I can only help your joy. The truth is, that's true to everyone I preach to, you at home. I don't have dominion over your faith. I can't dominate your faith. I can't override your faith and just make it happen anyhow. If it would, I would just dominate everyone. It didn't matter whether you believe God or believe what I was preaching or not. Praise God, I would just dominate your faith. And just, just, just go ahead and, and, and bleed God for a miracle. It would happen anyway. If your faith wasn't involved. Notice he said, I don't have to be if I can help your joy. Faith come by hearing him by the word of God brings you joy. These are days when the word is preached. Hallelujah. The soul of the word. They receive it with joy. It brings joy, man. Praise God. God will meet your need. He'll supply. He'll save your children. He's a healer. It'll increase your joy and it'll bring faith. But I can't go home and stand for you. I can help the joy. Hallelujah. Because not only does the faith come by hearing God's word, it'll bring joy. But these are they said that immediately they received the joy. But here's the key. They didn't have no root in themselves. They got to shout over Paul's faith, over what Paul was preaching. But when they went home, they didn't have no root in themselves. And the scripture says in Mark, they so endure but for a time. And when persecution and affliction arise for the word's sake, they, they fell away. They became. So, you know, I, I see a lot of people who in desperate situations, you know, well, Pastor Diggs, he preaches the word. Hallelujah. 
I get emails all the time and requests all the time. You know, my mama, you know, is have cancer. And, and she's in the last stage of it, Pastor. I believe in miracles, and I know you believe in miracles. And, and I want you to go pray for my mama, but I need to know, do your mama know the scripture? Do your mama know anything? Do she even believe in healing? Because what happened, people get desperate when they need a miracle. And they want you to override their unbelief. In this case, it's unbelief, a lack of faith. They don't really believe God, and they just think because you're a man of God, you just lay hands. Yeah, the scripture said lay hands on sick, and they shall recover. Yeah, but... By her faith, she's got to stand. They got to have some knowledge of the word. And then what they do, you, they set you up for failure when you lay hands on their mama who don't know not one hill of scripture and mama died. Well, I guess faith don't work. No, faith works. It was her faith. By faith, you stand. She was not taught how to stand in faith. It's a personal thing. I can help you, joy, but I can't stand for you. That's why Jesus said to Simon Peter, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Because he says that he's going to build his church on a personal revelation who Jesus is. And he said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elias, one of the prophets. But whom say ye that I am? What do you believe? Dr. Christ, the son of the living God. Oh, Peter, you've gone from a reed to a rock. What you've heard, you didn't get from flesh and blood. It came from my father. And it's made you solid as a rock. And upon this rock, the rock of revelation of who Jesus, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. And where you'll stand. So that's so very important because this is the difference between why people are having victory and why people are failing in life. They sit, they all heard the word, but it fell on different ground. I just talked about Mark 4. Some, Satan came immediately, took it away. Others, they got a little joy, but no root got in it. Others became offended. All of these things will stop the, the production of word in your heart. Now, the word by itself is protect, if protected. It's called an incorruptible seed. It'll work for anybody. You take a, a watermelon seed and give it to a black man, a white man. You give it to a Korean man. You give it to a Japanese man. And then you give it to a Hispanic man. And if they all plant the seed, that seed won't go. I just don't work for black people. No, it's going to work for me because it's a law. The, work, the seed of the word is a law. It'll work for anyone. But it's something personally you got to do. I don't have dominion over your faith. If I had my way, I'd bleed God. My faith would just, if whether y'all bleed the word or not, I'd just cancel everybody, dead glory, be, get everybody healed. But I can't dominate your faith. What did it say? By faith, ye stand. Hallelujah. So by the word of God, you stand is something personal. I think that's pretty simple. Do y'all understand that? All right. So then I want to make this statement. Then no one can take a faith stand for you. I can stand with you, but I can't take a faith stand for you. I can agree with you, stand for your healing. We go to the scriptures, I can agree with you, stand for your children's salvation, break the power of the devil, take your hands off of them in the name of Jesus. I'm believing the manifestation of children. I can stand with you for your house to be paid off, that you'll be the lend, because you're the lender, not the bar. But I can't stand for you. I can't go home, follow you home every time. You're, you're not diligent, tell you to turn off the television, keep your faith up, tell you to pray more. I can't, I can't, by faith you stand. It's what you're going to do with the word of God. Hallelujah. 
And it's amazing how many Christians don't understand that. If they did, they would be more diligent in the word of God. Now, I can help you joy. That's why we came to church tonight. Joy is coming in some of y'all now. While you're hearing the word of God, it's building your faith, it's helping your joy. But when you leave out of here, it's what you do with the word of God, not what Pastor Diggs do. You understand what I'm saying? You remember the seven sons of Sceva? They heard Paul preaching about the name of Jesus. And they decided, man, that sounds good. They got some joy. Hallelujah, man, that looked good. Matter of fact, they said, we're going to we gonna go into the exorcism business. We gonna, you know, they would pay to get devils out of folks. They said, that's the way it makes it money. But they had no revelation. They were looking at what someone else was doing, Paul. And they took that demon-possessed man, you remember the story, and said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. And the devils responded, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Both of them have dealt us misery. But who are you? Do you know who Jesus is? They was trying to live off someone else's faith. They didn't have a personal revelation. And the Bible says that those demons came out of that man, overcame them, stripped them of their clothes, and they fled wounded and naked. Why? They didn't have no revelation. They didn't have faith for themselves in the name of Jesus. That's why we need the word of God. That's why we have Bible study. That's why I'm streaming right now to you at home, praise God. Hallelujah. So, leave that up there. He says, no one can then take a faith stand for you. See, that's the trouble. We want some preacher to do it. One, one 800 bless me club You know, faith is not magic. Faith is a force that you put the word of God in your heart, and with the heart, man, believe it, and with the mouth, confession made unto healing. But by your faith, you stand. So Matthew, we're going to look at Matthew 8, 28 through 30. It says here, Matthew 9, rather, 28 through 30, and when they was coming to the house, and I want y'all, every time you see those support scriptures, write them down, because I'm just going to run through and go back home and read them. And when you was coming to the house, a blind man came to him. Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. Now, why didn't he just go and knock it out of them? Because, I mean, I thought he the son of God. Ain't nothing God can't do. He wasn't ministering as the son of God. He was ministering as the son of man. That's another misconception. Jesus just didn't override people's faith. They had to believe that he could do it. They had to believe what he preached. Because if it wasn't, his, his, he could just override their faith. He wouldn't even ask the man, believe you that I'm able to do it. It doesn't whether you believe or not. I got dominion over your faith. Be healed. And that's how most Religious folks think Jesus here. What did they believe it? And I just, just went around just, just electricity boats. Healing people. Wow, he got it. He wasn't believing nothing. I hope he get me. That's why people was at the pool of Bethesda. That's what he thought how he operated. An angel would come down. They was all waiting for the angel to come down. They weren't believing nothing. They had no scripture. Angel couldn't heal him. And so he met the man. He said, hey. How long have you been? He said, a long time, but every time I get ready to, to get up, somebody else step in, excuses. Somebody else get the job before I do. Someone else failed out the application. Someone else. He said, I don't have no man. And then the man was standing right there, but he had to believe. He says, bleed and unable to do this. They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes. Watch, according to who faith? Your faith, be it under thee. 
No one can stop you from believing God. There are certain things nobody can. If you want to be healed, no devil in hell, no sickness, no. If you get the revelation, praise God, by faith you stand. According to your faith, be it unto thee. Not according to my faith. Now, before I show you, go, go, go ahead and show them the, the, the results. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightway charged them, see that no man know it. So, obviously, they had enough faith to be healed. He had heard him, them preaching. A lot of people think the woman with the issue of blood. Do you know who Jesus, <laughs> the Bible says that he was strong. People were strong in him crowd of him. That was probably 10, 15,000 people bumping into him. But the woman had said within herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she got in the press, faith without corresponding action, proper act is dead. She said something, then she started doing something. And when she got in the press and grabbed this garment, the Bible says Jesus stood still and says, who touched me? Now you need to read that real carefully. And the Bible says that he said, said, who touched me? And they said, well, what you mean who won't touch all these people thronging you? He said, no, someone touched me for I perceived that dunamis power anointing have gone out of me. And the Bible says, when she turned to see what the woman did, not what he did. Listen to his response to this woman. She began to tell him, you know, everything, but he turned and said, woman, not my anointing, not my faith, your faith has made you whole. You not only has the blood dried up, you're going to get all that money. Them doctors whip you off over for 12 years. Your finances are coming back. Your relationships are coming back. You had to excommunicate yourself from all your children. They're all coming back. Your joy is coming back. But it was your faith that made you whole. Not my anointing. What was it? She believed that he was anointed, and when she made a demand on that anointing, it went into her body. So anybody tonight, I don't care what you're going through. I can help your joy, but glory be to God. Any one of you can latch hold to the coattail of Jesus and receive healing, death, cancer, anything God said, and your faith can make you not just heal, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. I would love to do it for you. But by faith, ye stand. You stand for children. You stand for your healing. You stand for your debt cancellation. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm farther than I used to be, praise God. I am got my faith out there for the day that I owe no man nothing but to love him. But when I go to work, it won't be to pay bills or pay off a car rent. It'll be the Lord where you want me to sow seed. I ain't there yet, but my faith can get me there. That's part of my home. The faith stand. Now look at the other scripture. Put it, put, what was the other scripture? Huh? Mark 6, verse 4 through 6. Because a lot of people, I proved to you that Jesus just didn't go around dominating faith whether they believed it or not. They're in his own town. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is without Honor. Now, let, what, what, hold it, before I even read the rest of this, what, do you remember what, 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 what 2 Chronicles 20 20 says? You believe God, huh? 
so shall you be established. Bleed the prophet and so shall you what? Prosper. He said a prophet, he had been preaching, I'm anointed, I'm the one. I'm going to strike you heal. A prophet is without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin and his own household. How many of you have found out that some of the hardest people to minister to is in your own family? Why they didn't oh, you you just said they, they, they think they know you too well. And they ain't nothing old, old, they ain't nothing but old stinker, they ain't nothing but old old, old cooter bug. They ain't nothing. See, you grew up, they take your old name and you grew up down home and, and you're trying to God done save you, anointed you, and you're trying to get them healed, but they can't get past their familiarity with you because they too close. Who he think he is. See, in his own country, they didn't see him as the anointed one, as the Messiah. They saw him as the carpenter's boy. <laughs> Who do you think he is? That's it. That, hey. And then Joseph boy, he worked right down here in Amadeus. He worked right down here hey, with rolling around. Oh, hey, hey, with rolling pound. He worked right down here in the high point furniture store. He made furniture. He made that. Now, he can make a death boy. You want your dad's out? Woo, boy, they can get furniture from, but they couldn't get healed. Why? Wow, they viewed him different. Now, keep going. And there, where? Well, they didn't believe he was anointed. They didn't believe what he preached. It wasn't that they didn't believe he was the son of God. He never said he was the son of God. He said, I'm anointed to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the sick. I'm the, I'm the one with the burden removing, yoke destroying power. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, man. And I'm anointed. Blind man, you don't have to be blind. Poor man, you don't have to stay poor. I can cancel your debt. Brokenhearted, I'm here to heal you. And there he could do no mighty work except laid hands on a few sick people. One translation said minor ailments, maybe like a headache. And healed them. Watch, verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. What is it they didn't believe? That he was the son of God? He never said he was the son of God. He said they didn't believe he was anointed. They didn't believe what he preached. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. So they, they, they were thinking, well, why don't he just override our faith? Matter of fact, that's what they said. You remember what they told him? Well, wait a minute. That that you did down in Capernaum, do here. Physician, heal yourself. I done seen people do that. If you were so anointed, you'll just go into the hospital. No, I can't do it if they don't believe what I preach. I can't override. I have dominion over your faith. And there, where? Where they didn't believe what he preached. Why didn't he just go on and override it? I don't care whether you believe it or not anyhow. Zip, just zap it on him real good. Leprous, man with leprous. It's your lucky day. See, people think faith is magic. No, faith is a process. I said faith is a, it's a force. And you've got to believe. In order to, to by faith, by your faith, you shall stand. There, he couldn't do no mind worse than him. That's, listen, did y'all hear what I said? The son of God. God in the flesh came down here. Who created the world? Surely he got enough faith to just go in and override. No, I don't have to make no your faith. Their, their unbelief limited him. They didn't believe he was anointed. That woman with this blood said he's anointed. I don't know what y'all other people in this crowd here for. I'm the one. I tried that anointing. And she got what she did and said, your faith. Obviously, the rest of them were believing something else. See, someone else can't stand for you. I love all my members. I love you that's streaming at home right now. 
I'd love to come in your house, heal everybody, cancel everybody that, but I can't dominate your faith. The best I can do to you is preach to you, and you got to believe I am anointed. You got to mix faith with my preaching. It's no different than when Jesus of Nazareth was here. He didn't, couldn't over, I can't do it either. But I want you to know, if you believe, praise God, you go home and you stand in faith, by your faith you can stand. That's the faith stand, man. Can't nobody stop you from getting healed? Nobody. Yeah, but they said this coronavirus, I don't care what they diagnose. Man, there's so many people recovering. For you think I don't know some folks that ain't been diagnosed with it, done had it, I done prayed with them, they already healed. Symptoms left just like that. I know about all the deaths, and God bless those families that have done that, but, but it's not some incurable disease. Hallelujah, are you listening to me? We're redeemed, and the life of God is manifest in my physical flesh, and there's a force called faith in my spirit flowing out into my body from the word that calls it to be medicine to my flesh. And stuff literally that virus probably been all around me but it can't attach itself to me no more than because that's what I believe and I've taken a faith stand. Ain't nothing you can do. I don't care who's announcing what. That ain't my ego talking. That's my faith. We have in the same spirit of faith. I believe therefore have I spoken. I'm, what I'm speaking, I believe in, praise Glory God. But anybody can do this. Amen. How much time you want to spend in the Word? How much thought and study you want to get of these truths? I would love to dominate everybody's faith, whether you believe it or not. But if Jesus can do it, what makes you think I can override your unbelief? Praise God. So go find and confess the scriptures that you're standing on. Because if we're going to make a faith stand, faith coming by where? The word of God. You got to go and spend some time in the word. I'm standing for my children. Let's see, Acts 16, 31. Well, God says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll save me and my house. Woo. I'm going to stand on that. I'm making a faith stand. Wow. Uh, Isaiah 54, 13. Great shall be the peace of my children. In righteousness, they shall be established. And the Amplified says they're going to do God's will. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, my God. I'm going to stand on that. Matthew 18, 18. What's up I bind on earth? It's bound in heaven. What's up I loose on earth? It's loose. loose. I bind you, devil. Take your hands off my son, daughter. I claim their salvation. See, what am I doing? I'm not just, just shooting shotgun, a splatter shot out there hoping something happened. I'm making a faith stand, bless God. All right. I mean, that's it. The devil, I'm tired of you messing with my kid. Messing with you and do the same thing for your finances. Give and it shall be given to you. Again, Luke 6, 38. Praise God, I'm a tither. Hallelujah. Calling the Malachi the third. The windows of heaven open under my life. Hallelujah. I'm living under open heaven. There's blessings being poured out on me. Well, praise God. Proverbs, what is it? Uh, 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 1022, the blessing of the Lord. It's making me real. I ain't struggling no more in the name of That blessing is making it happen. I have faith with God. God is changing things on my job. What am I doing? I'm making a faith stand. You can get one or you can get two or you can get however many scriptures you want. But you got to go find 
and then confess. Why? 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore have I what? Somebody help me. Spoken. It's not just believing. You got to say it. Well, when it come to pass, I say it. Well, it ain't going to never come to pass. You, keep, you, you, you speak it, it will come to pass. Because God said it. God can't lie. If I say what God says, am I lying? Come on, somebody. If I say what God said about me, am I lying? So then the scripture says, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. <laughs> I ain't call you a liar. Just have them keep saying what God said. They said we couldn't build these churches. They said we couldn't pay them off. I've always, but by my faith, I took a faith stand. I didn't listen to religious people tell me what I couldn't do. Folks will tell you how you can't do it and how you're going to fail. You can't live over in that neighborhood. Those houses are near a million dollars. And do you know the God I serve? That's all a million. See, folks will, 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 they have choke levels and they want you to live where that level of their faith is. Well, I went to God and God told me that's my house. He crazy. Yeah, I'm willing to be a fool for Christ, but I'm in my house. We, you know, when we were growing up, it was eight of us in a duplex house, four-room house, two bedrooms. Everybody slept up and down. We had a living room, mama in room, and, and one bedroom in the kitchen. Do you know what it felt like with eight kids, especially when someone had to use the bathroom and you waiting on eight kids with one bathroom? It's pressure. God wanted to elevate us. But there are people who want you to do that all your life. No. I can choose what bathroom. You go to that one, you go to that, and you go to that, and I'll go downstairs to this one. You go upstairs to that one now. Well, that my faith has grown exceedingly. Now, was I trying to do that impress you? No. That's where God wanted me to be. Romans chapter 15, chapter 15, verse 4. For were ye in, for whatsoever things were written in this Bible. All those things. Watch this. In former days, holy men wrote down the scriptures they spoke. They were written for who? Our instruction. Not just for you to shout, but our instruction. Our steadfast patience, that by our steadfast patience, endurance, and the encouragement drawn from what? Where does encouragement come from? Where does faith come from? The scripture. If you're going to make a faith stand, you don't know the scripture. You're standing for healing, and you don't know not know what hell is. One healing scripture, what's going to happen soon is pain hits your body. You're going to be discouraged because you ain't got nothing to go back to. You don't make a faith stand, go find the scripture that covers your finances, that covers your children, that covers your healing, that covers you, praise God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm going to court, but thank God God will vindicate me. I know there's a pandemic, 
But I've settled that. By my faith, I'm, st I'm standing for protection. A thousand shall fall by my side, ten thousand, but it will not come now where I dwell on me or my children because my seed is blessed in the name of Jesus. Now, that make you mad, be mad. But that's my faith. I'm taking a stand. I'm not going to wait until it comes and then decide what I do. You don't wait until you get in the middle of the fire to find out whether you're going to bow or not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego took a stand. Said, turn the fire up. We ain't got to pray, Nebuchadnezzar. We know our God and we do exploits. We ain't even careful to answer thee. We're not going to bow and we're not going to burn because not only will our God, is he able, he will. Just knowing God able. No, we took a stand. He will deliver us. And when they took a stand, it made Jesus and the angels stand up. They said, oh my God, my God. They done took a stand out there. They threw him in there and the angel of the Lord came in there and with his wings cool. Listen, God didn't promise that you would never have a fire, but he did take, the, said I'll take the heat out the flame. They said these men, the fire had no power. The same stuff that's coming on the world, the virus, it don't have no power over you. That light don't have no power over you because you took a stand before the heat was turned up. I'm preaching good. Because, you know, this is what I do. I'm a faith preacher. I love to teach on faith. It's my favorite subject. But if you don't have no scripture to stand on, so you need to go and get your encouragement drawn from the scripture that you might hold fast to and cherish hope. Or you can say faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. You can't have hope without having faith. And that's where so many fail. They're taking a faith stand, but when adversity come, when pain come, when negative circumstance come, they don't have no scripture. Their mind begin to faint because they're, and they become sort of being Encouraged, they become discouraged because the encouragement comes from the word of God, the scripture. That's why you need to be going to a church that's teaching you the scripture. How to stand for your children, how to stand for your money, how to stand for your healing, how to stand for your grandchildren. Now put up my other scripture. What was my other scripture? About Abraham. Romans 4, verse 20 and 21. Now remember, God promised him a boy, Isaac. He's 100 years old, Sarah is 90, there's adversity. But notice where faith came from. He staggered not at the promises of God or the, prom or the word of God through unbelief. See, unbelief, you, unbelief caused you to fall. By faith we stand. We fall by unbelief. Not non-belief, unbelief. What is unbelief? Unbelief, according to the Bible, is not believing what God said. <laughs> See, ain't no such thing as, as non-belief. I don't believe nothing. No, you believe in something. No, no, I don't believe nothing. You believe you don't believe nothing. Gotcha. See, you can't, there's a believer down in you. You believe in something. You believe in what God said, the circumstance said, what the, you believe in something. But unbelief, according to the Bible, is not believing what God said. And God had said to him, you are, I have made you the father of many nations. 
So the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Why did he get strong in faith? How did he take a faith stand? Because he believed what God says. And started giving glory to God. Listen, when you really believe it, you don't have to wait till the money comes. You can give glory to God while the symptoms still in your body. While the children still acting out, that, acting up, my children are coming in. You can, man, your faith can get so strong on the inside that it's more real than the circumstance on the outside. So he said, you know what? I'm going to start giving glory to God. I don't care if everybody are looking at my old body. I don't care if I'm 100 years in my body dead. I know grandma don't count either. She over there knitting booties, got, got a bastard, and they thought, oh, they done kind of lost their mind. But, keep, but be quiet because they own everything. Keep going. And being fully persuaded, that's the key right there. All you come. When you're fully persuaded, it, it don't matter how long you got to stand. How long you got to stand? Forever. And when you made up your mind, you're willing to stand forever, you won't be there very long. Being fully persuaded that that he had promised he was also able to perform. I remember Tori, my second son, who was born, he was born with a cleft foot. Totally totally I mean one foot was straight that foot was hooked I mean it was it went out and turned and the doctor said well you know he'll never be able to walk properly he'll probably need a brace he definitely won't be able to play sports I didn't accept that I said nope nope in the name of Jesus things that I desire when I pray believe I receive it and I say I'm going to release my faith I'm speaking to this bone because God told who was that Ezekiel to tell those dry bones to do what? Hear the word of the Lord. And those bones obeyed. He said, you prophesy. You need to prophesy to your body. Prophesy to your organs. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because by my faith, I'm going to stand. Not that doctor's faith. I said, thank God for all you did. But I laid my hands on that boy and I commend them bones to be straight in the name of Jesus. And I believe I receive it. And every day I did what, what, what Abraham did. I gave glory to God. Did it pop chain? No. I, I'm walking by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not saying. I'm making a faith stand. Was it, did it happen the second day? Third? No. First, second, third week? No. But by the end of that month, I want you to know I pulled that cover back. That boy's foot was straight in the name of Jesus. They said the same thing about Christopher. He had a blood disease. Why? By my faith, I stood. I'm not going to put up with that. It ain't just good enough him able to, to be able to walk. I want him to have the full use of that foot in that body. And no one could stop it. Why? I was fully persuaded. You think that was time the enemy didn't say, look at that, look at that. You're a fool, you're a fool. And your wife and everybody else heard you pray that prayer. And they don't think you're a fool and so did everybody else. You're going around telling everybody. That boy going to have a brace on his foot. You're going to look like a fool. No. The Bible says we which believe faith does not hope, make it not a shame. It does not disappoint. When God gives you a promise, he will not disappoint you. Write the vision. Make it plain. Though you tarry, you wait on it. For the vision is yet for a point of time. There's a day that thing going to manifest if you stand and take a real stand. Hallelujah. And in the end, it will speak for itself. What you saw way back there, people will see. They'll see the buildings building paid for. And no one can stop it. I don't have the million over your faith. I can help you joy. I can see some of you getting joy out there right now. But when you get out of here, you got to make a decision. I'm taking a faith stand. Amen.
Go to 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Praise God. People tell you what God can't do in this and that. That's why you, your associations means everything. Where you go to church, who you listen to, who's your best friend. Iron shopping and iron. You need someone when you're down and out and hurting and going through something to preach to you. Someone that will walk in and not discourage you, but encourage you. Say, we're going to overcome this. We've already overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. We're coming up out of here. Praise God. Are you listening? Yeah, we need somebody like that. Praise God. Just say, you know, brother boy, we're coming out of this in the name of Jesus. Sister boy, I don't care what the doctor said. How many of my members at times have called me and you need a pastor, someone that's going to help your joy and you want someone to jack your faith up, not put it down. Well, you know, it's been good knowing you. And I call all my children from around the country. Have them come in and call. Things look bad. And I bought you some potato salad because they already bring in potato salad. You don't need no one bringing you potato salad when you find sickness and disease. They ain't going to get me healed. Thank you for the potato salad. I need some faith. Give me some faith food. That's why it's important who you associate with. Very important. Iron will sharpen iron. I like people who challenge me. Make me dream. Huh? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Look at verse 4 and 5. I want you to put this up in the King James when I start reading it, even though they're looking at their Bible. Look, at, look what it says. It says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration, huh? Was in demonstration of the spirit and what? Power. Why? That your faith should not stand. Did you catch that? We're talking about a faith stand. What is your faith standing in? The doctor, the realtor, the lawyer, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of Almighty God. Woo! When the wisdom of men ends, don't get me wrong, men can give you some wisdom. When we was building all these buildings, I needed wisdom. I went in and I talked to a lot of construction companies to get wisdom about who I felt was the best company to build for us. But James chapter 1 verse 5 says, if any man lack wisdom, let him go to God. We get wisdom mixed up with knowledge. Knowledge is the, is the simulated information about a subject. You can go to school and get your degree. You can get your master's. You can get your D, 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 T, T, doctorate in this, that, and that, and still come out a fool. I'm not knocking school. With knowledge by itself does not make you successful. Because even you, you got that degree, you don't know where to apply. You don't have the wisdom to go where they're hiring. And thank God that God has given men wisdom, doctors' wisdom, lawyers' wisdom. But I'm not going to let my faith stand in the wisdom of men. Because if I do, where their wisdom in, the power in. When they turn and say, there ain't nothing more we can do. They're in the last stage of cancer. They can't be healed. We need to pull the plug. 
there, then that's where the power of God comes in. They pull the plug on Lazarus. Been dead four days. But the power of God came and woke him up. So your faith should not stand in the will. Put this up in Amplify. Now, now, he said my speech and my preaching, and, and that's so very important because <laughs> preaching is what you do at church. See, y'all preaching around here. Yeah, God good, ain't it? Yeah, Lord. Won't he do it? Yes, he would. He said he would. Y'all preaching around here. You don't even know what he did, but you just said, won't he do it? Don't know no scripture. Don't know nothing. Yeah, girl. I tell you, God bless you, won't he? Yeah, bless him, him and her with the car. Cancel. Won't he do it? Yeah, we just preach around here. Because, yeah, at church, you know, that's how we talk. Great is he that is in me than he that is in the world, girl. And you don't even know who he is. But you at church, you like to preach because that's what everybody else do. You know, you at church now. But Paul said, my preaching and my speech. Your speech is the real you when you go home. Ain't no members around. It's just your wife and your kids and all them bills. Then we're going to find out what you believe and pain in your body. Your, there should be no discrepancy between your preaching, like me in the pulpit, and when I go home. My wife has to sit there and listen to me. She's at home listening to me now, and so is a lot of members. Now, I'm talking about overcoming pain, so when, when I go home, I can't, oh, 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 my leg killing me. No, wait a minute, I just heard you preach on. See, see well, some of us preach at church, but our speech change when adversity comes. But Paul said my, 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 my language, my speech, and my message, my preaching, was, 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 that was not set forth enticing, plausible, of, of, of wisdom, uh, 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 words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration. And that's the difference between someone who believes what they preach. That it's called the anointing. The Holy Ghost shows up. Someone can say everything I'm saying, and just, uh, but then when, it, when it's when it, then the Holy Ghost and, and purpose giving themselves, and they're living how they preach and what they preach. Living a life of faith. Bible says, follow your example of faith. He says, and, and they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, watch this, a proof that by the Spirit and the power of God, watch this, operating on me. There's something on Pastor tonight because he's stirring in my mind. There's something I came here that I'm about to give up on, but now I hear my man of God says that he don't have to come home with me. My faith can do it. He's stirring in my mind of the hearers, the most holy emotions, and thus persuading them. What? So that their faith might not rest just in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power of Almighty God. God can get me the money. God can get me in that house. God can save my child. I don't care if he is in prison. I don't care if he is on drugs. The power of God can shake the prison like it did Paul. What's happening? Faith stand. But he said that your wisdom should not stand. Your, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man. When the doctor give up, then you've had it. When the realtor said uh, you don't qualify, you've had it. Because you're all your faith. And I'm not talking about human faith that is good. To, you got to trust someone, but I'm talking about ultimate faith. Put up my two statements. First one. 
Does your faith, it's in the form of a question, stand in man's wisdom, philosophy, on the power of God? Man said, ain't no way. Particularly how small we were just in the YMCA, coming out of, you know, just a couple of us, and, and we would start, I'm talking about believing God for the ch- ch- church on Green Street. They said, ain't no way you're going to do that. Who do you think you are? Where your church? That, you know, you know, they used to always say that. Where your church at? You ain't no preacher. Like a church got something to do with what do you call a preacher? I am the church. I am the living epistles read in. God dwell in me. Where my church at? Right here. You'll see the, the, the physical church later. Because I've taken a stand. God promised me to build, that he would build buildings. And even though man said it couldn't be done, and we built that first well, every time there was what the world is called a recession, just like right now, a pandemic, that's when God has prospered this church the most. Because I just wasn't limited to what the experts say. Who are the experts? They broke. But my faith stood in the power of God. Now, the question is, what was he talking about? That it should stand in the power of God. Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the word of God, for it is the power of God. We're talking about faith in the preached word, the gospel. To who? Everyone, I like to say, that believes it. It ain't nothing to you if you don't believe it because believing it is what caused the anointing of the power to come out of it. There in his own town, they didn't believe and their unbelief stopped the power of God. It's the power of God to everyone that believes it. To the Jew first and then to the Greek. And that word says, I'm not ashamed for it's the power of God. That's salvation. That just don't mean to save you. That's the Greek word soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A, soteria. That means healing. Look it up. Soundness, prosperity, deliverance from all temporary evils. That means the, the crazy man who comes in and there's a shoot on campus. The, the gospel is the power of God to keep your children safe. It's the power of God to keep you well. Why, you believe it. And your faith stands in the power of God. God has the power. Well, where man's wisdom in the things that be impossible with men is where God starts. And everything God has called me to do has always been impossible just with men. It took the power of God to change this city, to change City Hall, to change this whole. And you know every time I, I come up to say this, when the land is some of you know what the word I want to say. It's zone for some. The zoning for this land. It wasn't even zoned for the church. The God says, this property is yours. And every time man's wisdom said it couldn't be done, the power of God shows up. I believe the power of God is showing up in your home right now. Somebody that's believing the word of God. God is turning a court case around right now. What the enemy meant for God is working for. Turning your health around right now. The power of God is going for into through that television, making you whole. Cancer, sickness, disease, pain is leaving your body now because you're believing the preached word. The word of God is not just a book. It's a lie. Hebrews 4.12. For the word is quick, quick, 
alive, powerful, sharper than any two of the sword. Person even to the soul. It'll get your soul, your mind straightened out. Your spirit, it'll, it'll heal your spirit. And will, it's a discerner of the thoughts that enter his heart. And, and the Bible says to your joints and marrow to make your body whole. Power of God can go in your body, go in your knees, go in your joints. Restore your memory. Drive out coronavirus and every, every other type of Ebola and any other type of sickness and disease. But you got to take a face stand. I would love to do it for you. But I can only help your joy. I don't have dominion over your faith. Put up my other scripture. Whew. Jeremiah. You read these when you get home. 17.5, for thus said the Lord, not Pastor Diaz, curse. That don't mean, I put a curse on you. See, we people hear curse, they think about the Wizard of Oz. That witch, the wicked witch of the North. Ah, Dorothy, I'm, 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 no. It just simply means empowered to fail. When you curse, you're going to fail. Curse, empowered to fail. Cursed with great evil and power to fail is a strong man who trusts it and relies on frail man making weak human flesh, human beings. Your faith is standing in the wisdom of man and the doctor alone. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm not saying you should have faith in God. I wouldn't go to him. First of all, I'll get a Christian doctor. My doctor's a Christian doctor. He believed God. We pray. And we, you know, you do what he got to do. Sometimes I don't want him to do it, but he got to do what he got to do. I just recently, you know, at the beginning of the year, I have to have my colonoscopy. And he does a test, and he slap on that rubber glove, and I'm like, Doc, if it's any other way, let this cup pass from me. He laughed. He said, ain't no other way, <laughs> Mr. Diggs. Nevertheless, I will be done. He said, turn on your side. But anyway, making mere human flesh his own. In other words, who he's standing on. Whose mind, here's the key. Here's the curse. Whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. You ain't looking for God anymore. You're looking to just a stimulus check by itself. You're looking to the president. You're looking to this political party. Don't get mad at me. You're just a curse. Your whole thing. Man, there's going to be a lot of sick people in November. Either way, because they got their whole life on a mere human being. You're going to be disappointed. God says, who's like come to me? Who are you standing on? Are you standing on the word of God? And I don't want to hear that platform jazz either because nobody keeps their platform. Yeah, I said it. Don't tell. Hey, God is more concerned about not just life before death. He's concerned about life after death. Both of them is important to him. So don't give me that platform that if you vote this way, then all this stuff about abortion. Well, then you're killing folks once they're born. Which is more trauma? Someone you never know or someone who you take a father from. Uh, Y'all better leave me alone. You're trusting the wrong person. I've been trusting God for 45 years. I took a faith stand. Stand with the word. Mm-hmm. And you're going to set yourself up for failure. 
Because you've made mere human beings. You stand. And so when humans fail, as far as you're concerned, you fail. <laughs> someone, it's out there now. One year, I remember back in the 80s, someone said God lost the election. I didn't know God were running. That let me know who you were standing, who you were trusting in. Couldn't have been God. Someone getting nervous out there. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help you, praise God. I love you. Amen. But you can't disappoint a man whose faith is in God either way because he's trusting the Lord. He's going to prosper. It doesn't matter what administration is in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let's try another one. <laughs> let's go to Hebrews. Seems like the wind went out of some of your balloons on that. At home, oh, he done went to meddling now. He was doing good, Martha. And he got to talking about them. No, I'm just telling what the word said. You can trust him, depending on who you want to. I'm taking a faith stand. I'm going to trust in the power of God. Hebrews 4, and look at verse... Uh, 11 and 12. So you never answer my question. Does your faith stand in man's wisdom or in the power of God? <laughs> We're going to find out. Hebrews, which is the word of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but it's the power of God. Huh? And that's all I can do is preach to you the gospel. If you don't mix faith with it, it ain't going to profit you nothing. See? Why, you're standing on something else other than what God says. And all other ground is shaky ground. Hebrews 4, look at verse, what I say? 11 and 12, verse 11. Let us labor. You got to work. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't be lazy. There's a lot of people, I don't want to go back to work. I want that stimulus check. I'm making more on that stimulus check than I'm making when I was working. Dog, I wasn't making $600 a week. That way that's you. Lord have mercy. I hope they lay me off for good. <laughs> now you got labor. Lazy. Where? In the word. Let us labor, therefore, to do what? Enter into his rest. That sounds like an oxymoron, don't it? You got to work the rest. Work the rest? How can you work rest while you're working? He's talking about an inner rest. While you're standing on the word of God, let us labor to enter into rest, lest any man, Christian, fall after the same example of what? Unbelief. Unbelief what? Concerning what he preached. You fall by unbelief, you stand by faith. Say that with me. I fall by unbelief of the scripture, and I stand by faith. And he said, let us labor. Man, you got you to gotta labor to rest. There's a rest. There remains a rest. A couple of scriptures up from it to the people of God. There's a place that even in the midst of a pandemic, even folks dying all around you, even when the economy is jacked up, there's a resting place in God. But you got to get in this word and labor in order to quiet your soul. You ain't going to get in there just watching television and, and watching all the deaths and CNN and, and Fox and ABC and CBS. And don't get me wrong, I flipped through it too, but I, I ain't that though. If that will disturb your rest. He says, let us labor to enter into the rest so that you don't fall to the same example of unbelief. Then he tell you what a labor is. For the word of God is, for the word of God is, you're laboring tonight. You came out to get the word of God. 
You buy the CD, you go home and play. You get the word of God, you're laboring, huh? You get the DVD, put it in, and your flesh want to go to bed. But no, faith coming by here, and I'm taking a faith stand. I got to labor. Why? I got to rest concerning my children, rest concerning my healing. And I, in order to rest, I got to labor. I got to labor in the word of God. I got to meditate it day and night. Hallelujah. I got to keep my mind stayed on him in order for he to keep me in perfect peace. So that means my, I got to control my thoughts because once I start standing in faith, all this opposition going to come against my mind. But I cast those thoughts down. Man, I got to guard myself. I got to labor. I got to keep faith going in the house. I got to keep it, praise God, in the car. I got to keep the scriptures. Amen. When I go to work, I got to labor. Hallelujah. Why? I'm taking a faith stand. You can't take a faith stand and be lazy. He is a reward of them that diligently seek him. That's why none of this has shaken me on this church. Because I labor all the time. Controlling my thought life. Creating my own atmosphere. And to me, the miraculous is normal. Why well, I'm trusting in the power of God. I'm under different law. Romans 8, 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin, sickness, disease, coronavirus, lack, bad economy. I'm operating in a higher law. Because I'm laboring. Some of you members and some of you Christians that got lazy at home during this pandemic. You don't read the word like you used to. I ain't trying to say you got to come here, but you better be spending some time in those DVDs and in those CDs and building yourself up. He says here, for the word of God. See, our labor is in the word. It's what? Quick, powerful, sharper than any two of your sword, person to divide in the Sunday of your soul. Oh, it'll heal your soul, quiet your mind, your spirit. It'll build your spirit up. And the joints and marrow is the thought, is the discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So you got to work to rest. You can't be a lazy Christian. If you're going to take a faith stand, it means work. When you're standing for something, that means I'm diligent in the word, man. I control my thought life. I'm disciplined in my mind. I'm disciplined in my speech. The Bible says, in one translation where it says, we walk by faith and not by sight, it says our lives are regulated by faith. I'm under regulations. There's certain things I can't say out of my mouth. I don't care how my body feel. I'm under regulation. It regulates my tongue. It regulates my actions. There's certain things I cannot allow. While faith, it keeps me regulated. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So then, put this up. Our labor then is in God's word. Meditate on it. Day and night. Just don't, yeah, I watch Family Field. I love Steve Harvey. It's okay to laugh two or three times. I love Andy Griffin. I like a little bit of ESPN. But then I get in the Word. You can't just live in la-la land and think you're going to take a faith stand. Our labor is in God's Word. 
meditating on it day and night, controlling your thought life. You remember, keep that up there. Just hold that there. You remember what Isaiah 26 says? Thou will keep him, verse 3, in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee. See, the, the, the enemy, the coronavirus, the evening news, the doctor's report, Lack of funds going to always try to start, disturb your rest. But you can take a face down. You can see so build up that it doesn't affect you. Hallelujah. So you got to work. Get the CDs. Get the DVDs. Read the word of God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians. Amen. Chapter, what is it? 14, verse 1 and 2. Verse 2. Build up yourself in the most holy faith. He that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto me, but unto God. How be it in the spirit? He speaks secrets. I got to talk to God. I'm talking to God. I'm edifying myself. He, that, he speaks in unknown tongues, edifies himself. Jude 20. Build up yourself. I got to take a faith stand. So I got to in the most holy faith. So I'm always, when I'm driving, going to the store, under my breath, I'm keeping myself built up, talking to God. And then let, listen, let God talk to me, meditating on his word, controlling my thought life, not letting everything that I saw on the news, everything that happened on the job control my thought. No, no, I cast those thoughts down. It's work. Psalms 1. Verse 1 through 3, and then Hebrews 2, we'll see it. Blessed is the man, the woman, who walked not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, whoo, I love the word, is the, is the law of God, the word of the Lord. And he does meditate, and not when he get an opportunity. Not when, if I can find time. You find time for the kids, this, and you definitely find time to eat. You always find time to cook. You always in the refrigerator. You live in that refrigerator. <laughs> you need to sit down at God's table. You meditate day and night. What's the result? He shall be like a tree planted. See, you're taking a stand. You can't move no tree. By the rivers of water that bring forth fish, fruit, and it's You got a season. And it ain't far off. It's already been good, but it's about to get better. Hallelujah. I said you can't see what the word of God is producing because you can't see those roots that's going down under that bank when a tree is planted by the rivers of water. All you see is the tree on top. If that, if that, if that river is, is, is 150 feet deep, those roots will keep growing and growing because wherever there's water, they keep stretching. There's more root under the ground than it is on top. There's more root in you now because you've been meditate than it was so when adversity come, when the sun come, when a pandemic hit, you're, you, you're, you're taking a stand. You're planted by the rivers of war. You bring forth your fruit in this season. It don't matter what the world is doing. It don't matter what type of shortage there is. Your leash shall not wither and whatever you're doing, whatever your status is on your job, you're going to prosper. Why you took a stand? Look at Hebrews 4, 2. 4, 2 and 3. We're talking about that rest. For unto us was the gospel preached, the power of God. See, all I can do is preach. All I can do is preach, y'all guys. I can't have dominion over your faith and help your joy. Huh? But the word preached did not profit them. Talking about the children of Israel. They murmured and complained in the wilderness. Why? Not being mixed with faith, a faith stand, in them that heard it. You got to believe what was being preached. 
For we which believe, all I need is this part, do enter in the rest. That's where you rest and let us labor the rest. As he sworn, although he sworn in my wrath, if they should enter into my rest, although the works was finished, it's from the foundation of the world. God is saying, as far as I'm concerned, everything you needed in advance. I, I, I already had it prepared. I've been waiting on your faith to catch up. Hey, I don't have no emergencies. Before you had the problem, I had the solution. It was in the word. So the rest comes in the word. You take a faith stand, and you rest it until manifestation shows up. Amen? Look at Mark's gospel, chapter 11, as we get ready to close. And what a verse I'm not going to read is verse 23. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Sometimes we, we just get all through all because it's been taught so much in, in the faith camp. Whosoever shall said to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not die in his heart, bleed those things which he shall I have whatever he said. I ain't going to read that. I'm not going to read that. So go to Mark's gospel, chapter 11, and we're going to look at verse 22 as I get ready to close. And you that is home, I want to remind you, there again, praise God, you're in your comfort zone, do what you want to do. You don't need no request. I thought you had to call the, ch call the church to make appointment. Come No, I done told you that for the last two, two or three weeks. Now, if you want to stay home, fine. I ain't trying to make you feel bad, but I'll let you don't use that as an excuse. It's about your comfort zone. We got plenty of room, man. There are pews everywhere. You can lay out over there and be away 10, 20 feet away from everybody and still hear the gospel. We ain't got to the balcony. So I'm just letting you know it is open. But there again, I understand people's immune system, different people, that you do what's best for you and your family. Nobody is obligated to do that because I don't want you to tell me I can't capacity. No, you come because God told me. I'm just letting you know we are opening. We're doing business. So come on, 10, and uh, we're going to be streaming at 11 like we always do. Praise God. Now, with that said... You have Mark 11, look at verse 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in who? See, sometimes the reason we're disappointed, our faith has been misplaced. We got faith in the doctor, faith in the lawyer, faith in, we, we have faith in there. He said, have faith in who? God. Now, let me ask you a question. Who is God? God is love. So, if, in order to have faith in God, I got to have faith in love. See, that's one thing. Well, you say, well, wait a minute. What's the difference? Well, if I'm going to believe God to heal me, to deliver, save my children, I got to believe God loves me. Faith, work it by love. And you're trying to have faith in a God that you don't believe will love you. In spite of yourself, in spite of your mistakes, he's, still, he's not going to heal you. He's not going to save your children because you've been good. He's going to heal because he's good and he loves you. Now is the faith that it might be by grace that the promise might be sure to all to see. Got it? So in order to have faith in God, you've got to start developing faith in the fact that God loves me. Put that statement up. Can we separate that right now and just put that one statement up? That's important. Then I'm going to close this thing. Yeah, have faith in God and God's love for you. That's what a lot of people think. They go, I'm standing for my healing. I'm standing for my children. He's saying, the devil said, well, now, you know, the cues of the brother said, now, wait a minute, you cussed twice last night. <laughs> you got it, God ain't going to do nothing because you, he don't love you. You, 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 didn't, you, you, you missed your tie two weeks ago. He don't love you. He's going to start bringing up all of this stuff, all these reasons 
Why? He's not, because you don't understand. See, you got to, faith work it by love. God going to save my children. God, no, 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 no. You got a little upset at the uh, cash register in food line. Start talking a little ugly because she was taking too long. And it, see, the devil like that. You got to know God loves you in spite of yourself. Why? Galatians 5, 6 says this. Faith in Christ Jesus neither circumcision avail it, anything nor uncircumcision, but what? Faith that works by love. The more you have a revelation, God is love. That he lo- the more your faith can grow. If you're going to take a faith stand, you got to believe God loves you. God loved me. That's why he built these buildings, not because passing has been perfect. God loves me. And I believe and know the love of God. That's what you got to be rooted and grounded in. That's part of the faith stand. Because if the devil can't get you off the word, he's going to begin to point at your life and try to bring up your past or some adding something about your life that's not perfect and then try to get you off your faith. You can't have faith in a God that you don't believe love you. Now, go back over there, sweetheart. As I close. Have faith in God. Go on and uh, then uh, look at uh, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, okay, I believe God. I'm making a faith stand. What's up things you desire when you pray? Well, in order to take a faith stand, I got to pray. Got to pray about my kids, pray about my finances. Believe that you receive them and you should have them. But when you stand praying, did you catch that? When you stand, when you take a, see, you just release your faith. Now, when you take a faith stand, you're praying about your children, praying about your healing. You got faith in God. Forgive, he says, forgive if you have all against any that your father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, then your father which is in heaven will can't forgive you your trespasses. Not that he can't. The same God that forgave you, he can't get it to you. You've allowed, you clogged up your spirit. So put up my statement here. If you're going to take a faith stand, uh, put this up in Amplified. There you go, real quick. Put up in Amplified. That 20, 24. Therefore, whatsoever things I'm telling you that you ask for, trust in, be confident, believe it's granted you, and you'll get it. But whenever you stand, see, we're talking about a faith stand. Faith works by love. You, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may forgive you your own failings. You done forgot about that. Shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your shortcomings and failings. Got it? So when you're going to take a faith stand, you got to forgive. Put up my last statement here. So then faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. Faith will not work in an up and giving heart. Well, you just release your faith. You got faith in God, but you're mad at everybody. You're mad at the deacon. You're mad at the pastor. You're mad at members. And they offended me. And yet you're trying to take a faith stand. He said, forgive if you have all against them. Drop it. Leave it. Let it go. Why? It'll stop your faith. I'm just going to give you one of these scriptures. That's Ephesians 4.32 before I go out here. Just go to that right now. We'll come back to that. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake forgave you. You're struggling forgiving someone else, but you forgot about all the mess you did. And you do it for Christ's sake, the anointing's sake. 
Think about it. They know I need the burden removed, so I'm going to forgive. So not only my faith will work, but that anointing will work. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So you do it for Christ's sake. You do it for the anointing's sake. And you got to be tenderhearted. Even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave you. If you're going to take a faith stand, you can't be mad at half the Christians in church. Your wife, your kids ain't speaking to one talking about you standing for your healing. Jesus said, when you stand, pray, and forgive. He wasn't talking about physical posture. He was talking about the attitude of your heart when you take a faith stand. He just told you in verse 22, have faith in God, all right? I'm going to trust God for my healing. Trust God for my, for, for my debt cancellation. But when you stand, pray, and forgive. Drop it. Leave it. Let it go. There are people that left church offended and won't let it go. And you ain't hindering the folks you're mad at. You're hindering your faith and you're receiving. Unforgiveness is blocking God. He's trying to get the power. He's trying to get, get deliverance to you, healing, deck, but he can't because your spirit has become clogged. It's not that he can't forgive. He can't get it to you. Go to that other scripture. I want to use this to kind of pull everything together as we come home. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's why you're among you. You think people, you're in it. What they did to me. You got your, see, no. We, yeah, that ain't your problem. Now, the devil uses flesh and blood, but that's not who you're wrestling with. Blood against principalities, demonic spirits, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, wicked spirits in the heavenly places, in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God. Here it is, that you may be able to stand, withstand an evil day. Having done all to stand, stand. See that, uh, have you forgiven? Huh? <laughs> have you confessed the word of God? Go down the list. Are you still holding on? Huh? Remember, having done all. Faith working by love. Are you walking in love? Are you trusting the love of God? See, a lot of times, we, 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 we think we've done all, but, but before you can stand, he said, having done all to stand, stand, and it, here it is. Stand, therefore, having your Lord's good about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shot with the preparation of gospel peace, and above all, here it is, shield of faith, because that's what you're taking a faith stand. Take the shield of faith where which you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. I'm walking in love. I'm in faith. I'm believing the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm confessing. I'm going down my list. Praise God. Not in a condemning way, but may, done all the things it takes to stand. And then I hold up the shield of faith, which covers all the armor. See, we think the shield of faith is some little son that you just went like this. No, the shield of faith was top, head to toe in, in, in the days of Spartacus, in the days of the 300. And they would hook those shields and they would take all of them arrows and they would hold all those shields and they would have fire on and it did not kill one, not one soldier because the shield of faith went from head to toe. And that's what you cover with. I took a faith stand and I covered my whole body. Faith in the word of God and having done all the done, done all the sin, I'm standing for my healing until manifestation comes. You that at home, trust that this has been a blessing to you. See you on Sunday morning, praise God. Remember, church is open according to those that are in the conference zone, praise God.